This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God, just tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorsteps, life in living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face, who need a hero, hero. you need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero, who on the front lines at ground zero, hero. my heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle, mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men, clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming, it's all prophecy, and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. Pray for me.
Good evening, Uwe Ilta, and a pleasant family day evening to you, wherever you may be. Although at this present moment, 2018, BC's family day remains rogue from anywhere else that has this day going. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's elusive community radio station CITR. Your voice of UBC on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of said province. From Squamish to Bellingham, Washington, west across the Salish Sea, and then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places, and wherever else the internet takes you, wherever else indeed, wherever else the internet takes you, on this whimsical voyage, find us on the web, www.citr.ca. My name is Gak. And I'll be herding all the porgs on this lonely island for the next two hours. So let's evade the order with my fleet of ragtag songs. Although we are bereft of ragtime songs. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live right now. 604-822-2487. That spells out 604-UBC-CITR. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. Since we are doing all the wonderful magic... Forcefully live. You can email anytime Radio Free Gak. That's G A K. How you spell the Gak 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 at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook and Tumblr under its given name. On Twitter, I am Hat Hundred Air. You can put a hat on the ats and just come up with your own Dr. Seuss story. I know what you guys are up to. Your downtime. Instagram, I am Myopic Man. So we are in the midst of our annual Oscar profiles here, tied to the original music leading up towards the 90th Academy Awards, the first Sunday of March. For the past two weeks, we heard selections from Johnny Greenwood's score to The Phantom Thread and Alexander Desplat's music from The Shape of Water. So this week, it's part three, or perhaps I should say episode three, as we embrace both the light and the dark. We hear excerpts from John Williams' nominated score from the most recent Star Wars film, Episode 8 The Last Jedi. Williams is no stranger to the Oscar world at all, as his scores are closely associated with various landmark films they appear in, especially with uh, George Lucas's original space opera, now firmly in the hands of Disney. Directed by Rian Johnson, The Last Jedi tries out some new story ideas, expanding the universe as it were, opening up the galaxy that we all know far, far away to new stories to be told. And we will get more into that once it is Jedi time. We'll also continue going through the best song nominees, and we'll hear one of the numbers from Coco, another at Disney work, although uh, this is tied to a Pixar collaboration. And the world of Coco involves the Mexican Day of the Dead. Dios de muertos. The day after Halloween. When everyone's dead. Spoiler alert. Uh, the pedigree of the songwriters from Coco is impeccable, as I'll let you know later on. 
perhaps not every kid will be singing it as often as a song they wrote five years ago was. And uh, what did we do? Well, we kicked off the show with Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd on the soundtrack to the latest Marvel film, Black Panther. We heard Pray For Me. And Black Panther, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, first appeared in 1966, and Black Panther is the alias of T'Challa, king and protector of the fictional African nation of Wakanda, super advanced in spirit and technology. And this film adaptation is directed by Ryan Coogler. Stars Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, and Lupita Nyong'o. And she returns to The Last Jedi as her character from The Force Awakens. But regarding Black Panther, Coogler asked Kendrick Lamar to provide a couple songs for the film, but after he watched a big portion of the film in its form, Lamar asked to spearhead the bulk of the music for the film. He takes the lead on five of the songs while curating the rest. And his mark is on a lot. So along with the Toronto's The Weeknd, guests on the Black Panther album include Suza, Khalid, Two Chains, Vince Staples, Georgia Smith, Anderson Pack, James Blake, J-Rock, Future, and so much more. Spanning not just the US, there's Canada, the UK, and Africa. So once Oscar season winds down, I will dig deeper into the Panther. Along with the soundtrack album, the score for Black Panther is done by the Swedish composer Ludwig Göransson. It's due out later this week through Interscorp. And uh, Göransson visited Nigeria to collect all manner of local sounds, which we'll get into at the appropriate time. But there's some recent news in the music and film world that we'll focus on here first. And it ties into soundtracks. And uh, this is all rather sad, and I'm still processing the news. Johan Johansson, the Icelandic composer, died over the weekend, and he had been a major force as part of the Iceland music scene dating back to the 1980s, where he was in various bands in the 90s before he went solo, and he expanded the idea of balancing standard classical instrumentation with modern electronics. As we hear behind me, this is a Tuno Mi Pedrai Mai, featuring fellow Icelandic cellist Hildur daughter, and uh, it sounds very elegaic, and the score kind of expanded from local productions in Iceland, be they TV, film, or theatrical, to Hollywood, and the range of his sonic palette expanded mightily to serve the medium. Similar to Black Panther, once the award season ends, I will spend more of Johan's career as I assemble a lot of music, but I did want to dig a couple tracks right now as we mourn the loss of someone who still had a big path ahead of him. And uh, we'll kick off with one of my first exposures to him when this 2006 album came out as a tribute to his father, a former IBM engineer and one of Iceland's first computer programmers. And during his downtime from work, Johan Gunnarsson, because Iceland relies on a patronymic naming style, he would use the IBM 1401 to compose little snippets of music and to be recorded to reel to reel. And Johansson took those melodies 30 years later as inspiration for a string quartet and dance, and then later expanded into a 60-piece orchestra, along with the electronics for what would be his fourth solo album. So from IBM 1401, a user's manual, this would be on Johansson, with the sun's gone dim and the skies turned black. And then we'll follow up with a couple film score cues. 
You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies, live from the realms of Studio A of the Morning, little station that you know and love is CITR, 1.9 FM, in Vancouver.
Thank you. The question and answer portion of the lecture with Professor Michel Foucault will now begin. Uh, all right, yes, uh, you in the back there. Hello, Professor Foucault. How might we begin to understand the nature of this thing that you call sexuality? First and foremost, it is this. The nature of sexuality is to be found in the February 2018 issue of uh, Discorder magazine. This month's issue of Discorder magazine is themed around sexuality. 
Features include Necking, Pace Society, Coconuts and Bananas, Dark Time Festival, Vancouver's Bathhouses, plus regular RLAs and under reviews. The advertisers for the issue are UBC AMS, The Rio Theatre, Blueprint, Timber Concerts, The Cinematheque, The Rickshaw, Mint Records. There are over 100 distribution locations across Vancouver. Visit Discorder.ca for more info. Johan Johansson. Sorry, off the sun's gone dim and the sky's turned black off of 2006's IBM 1401, a user's manual. And then with the wordless vocals from the 2016 soundtrack to Arrival, we heard Kangaroo. And we profiled Arrival a couple years ago here on Exploding Head Movies when Canadian director Denis Villeneuve's adaptation of a short story about linguists attempting to understand and decipher an alien language upon spaceships landing on Earth, came out. For a time, we thought that could have been an Oscar candidate, but uh, 
the usage of some other music by Max Richter invalidated that in the eyes of the Academy. Villeneuve and Johan had partnered regularly since Villeneuve's English language debut, 2013's Prisoners, came out, which was Johan's first Hollywood score. And his music, at that time, already stuck out from the standard Hollywood identikit scores that were out there. And Johan was to have worked on Villeneuve's recent film, Blade Runner 2049, but the director opted to stay in the sound closely associated with the 1982 original film, so there's a bit more of Vangelis evocation there. I'm still so curious what Johan had come up with and what had rejected since what uh, the eventual composers Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Walfish came up with. Definitely lined up with Vangelis, but one thing that's always stuck out with Johan Johansson, he always swerved and he was pushing film music in different directions. Behind me from his Golden Globe winning score to the 2014 film The Theory of Everything, this is Johan again with a model of the universe. The score was nominated for an Oscar that year, as was his subsequent music from 2015 Sicario, all sounding very distinctive and outside the standard Hollywood music, always serving the story and pushing against convention. Another recent disappearance that Johan did was for his work from the recent Darren Aronofsky film 2017's Mother. His original score was far more integrated with the sound mix, but upon consultation with the director, they eventually whittled his way music to nothing, to the point that Johan was only credited as a sound consultant. Alas, Johan was found dead in his Berlin apartment this past Friday, February 9th. The cause of death is still under investigation at least of a few hours ago, and he was only 48 years old. We will be hearing from him later this year, as uh, he provided the scores to the films Mandy, The Mercy, and Mary Magdalene. So we'll hear what those scores sound like soon enough. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, once this Oscar season is done and all the award stuff is done, I'll assemble a more complete picture of the late Icelandic composer. Maybe we'll learn more about what happened at the time, but this gives me a chance now to dig up all manners of his music, dating back to the 80s and 90s with his various pop and rock performances, some of his uh, additional solo work outside of film and theater. So it'll be a time to discover and appreciate and give tribute to those who have passed. Now let's talk about a couple of acts coming to town together this week, and it's appropriate enough for Family Day. It's tied to friendship. No, they're not related. So, yeah, it's the family you make instead of the family you're forced with. Jay Sum is the alias of Oakland's Melina Duterte, musician with Filipino roots who originally went to study jazz, but ended up focusing on songwriting, music production, and recording. She set up a little bedroom studio and placed some tracks on the band camp a few years back, and everyone tuned in to her indie dream pop barokeness. And if you're curious about the name Jay Sum, Came from an online baby name generator, based on the words Victory Moon. Timber Concerts. I should say this right, finally. My goodness, it's been 10 years. Timber Concerts presents JSUM, Japanese Breakfast and Guests Hand Habits, this Friday, February 16th, at the Biltmore Cabaret. Please bear in mind, this is an early show. The doors open at 7, the show starts at 8, and everything ends at 10.30. Hopefully you have your tickets already, because this show has been sold out for months. This is a 19 and older show. 
Jay Sum's sophomore album is 2017's Everybody Knows, but we'll go with one of her early 2016 singles that preceded her debut Turn Into, and it's an A-side to a fat possum single. This will be Jay Sum with I Think You're All Right. I may have said that all right. I think you're all right. I sure am not most of the time. As we'll follow up with a little Japanese breakfast. When I wake up
Concerts and CITR present pop singer-songwriter from Australia, Betty Hu, on tour to support her latest release, The Valley. Come out Wednesday, February 28th to see Betty Hu with special guests at the Imperial in Vancouver. Get tickets and more information at timbreconcerts.com. Japanese Breakfast, from her most recent album, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, we heard tribute. It's a little oral down the highway. 
Roadhead. And in the background, this is Planetary Ambience. Japanese Breakfast, a solo project by Michelle Zauner, originally from the Philly Emo Bad Little Big League. She went back to Eugene, Oregon a couple years ago to take care of some family business. During that time, she came up with her own music. And if you're curious, she's not Japanese at all. Zauner is of Korean and Jewish descent. Again, Timbre Concerts presents Jaysum, who we heard earlier with I Think You're Alright, along with Japanese Breakfast and Guest Hand Habits. Friday, February 16th at the Billmore Cabaret. Show sold out. Doors open at 7, ends at 10.30. Now, another show coming this week is New York's Parquet Courts. Wild art punk act with solid guitar licks, and they're playing with Thurston Moore, ex of Sonic Youth, and guests Heron Oblivion. September Concerts again presents Parquet Courts Thursday, February 15th at the Imperial. Doors open at 8, show starts at 9, and just announced today, the show is now sold out. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. Now, recent music from Parquet Courts includes a collaboration with the Italian composer Daniel Lupi for a wondrously 80s-sounding album, Milano, which uh, I've been hoping to play for quite some time since I'm overdue. And other than that, one of the frontmen, A. Savage, released a solo debut, Thawing Dawn, this past October. So Parquet Court's true most recent album is 2016's Human Performance, which is where this song comes from. This is Dust.
considering a master's, MBA, or doctoral degree? Then mark Sunday, February 25th in your calendar and get over to the Vancouver Convention Center East Building for the Study and Go Abroad Fair. The best part? Admission is free. Check online at www.studyandgoabroad.com for more information.
New music from Hry. R-H-Y-E. From the newly issued sophomore album, Blood. That was Waste. When Rye first came out, it was a uh, duo project with uh, Michael Malosh, an L.A.-based Torontonian who studied cello originally and then moved to Berlin. The Danish half, Robin Hannibal, formerly of uh, Quadron, participated in the first album that came out from Rye. But since that time, Malosh has treated it as a solo project, but the sound of Rye has expanded to include a live band. And that's been the case for the past year leading up to Blood coming out. And behind me, this is Ben Frost from last year's The Center Cannot Hold. This is All That You Love Will Be Eviscerated. An Australian based in Reykjavik in Iceland. And he has definitely collaborated with now the late great Johan Johansson. So there's an element of Valentine's Day in this playlist that uh, has almost been washed completely out based on Various things have happened. You know, at some point I did promise with The Last Jedi profile coming up that uh, we'd also look back at some of the prequels, but sometimes my two hours are so ambitious that other things just can't stay together, as it were. But don't worry, there's plenty more Star Wars down in the pipeline. So I'll explain once we get to The Last Jedi profile. But Valentine's Day is Wednesday. But there's some more important business to take care of, because Tuesday, Mardi Gras, otherwise known as Shrove or Pancake Tuesday. Time to eat up everything in the fridge, the larder, the pantry, wherever you keep the snacks that you're not supposed to eat for Lent. Because Wednesday, along with being Valentine's Day, is Ash Wednesday, which is the inception of 40 days of Lent leading up to Easter. So, eat now. Be happy. Be sad later. That is an epitaph on your gravestone. Just don't eat too much or have too much fun or to be sad, too sad. Yeah, well, helpful. Not my middle name. So, yeah, with love and all its wonderful stuff here, uh, we do have at least one kind of a uh, tender song here before, uh, as usual, we zigzag widely. And uh, we'll go with the Montreal duo Blue Hawaii. They have a slight DJ tour over the next uh, week or so as they hit up Toronto, Detroit. The happening place on Earth right now, which is Hamilton, Ontario, before they play Montreal in New York. Last year, they put out their most recent album, Tenderness. This will be Blue Hawaii with no one like you. After which, we'll have a bit of throwback 80s Canadian disco with a sci-fi band because Star Wars just brings out weird music on my side. My name's Gak. This is Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
every Tuesday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. for the Community Living Show. Join host Michael, Kelly, and friends on CITR 101.9 FM and also online at www.citr.ca for the Community Living Show, right after the morning after show. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you.
You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies Live from Studio A of CITR World Headquarters here in the lower level of the student nest on UBC campus. Just past the Greater Vancouver Territory. That's effectively we're out in the middle of the Salish Sea. My name is Gak. This is 101.9 FM CITR. Broadcast from unceded Musqueam Territory. So, from 1981, that was Pluton and the Humanoids, with an A-side to the 12-inch called World Invaders. Pluton and the Humanoids are the Montreal duo of Michel Bibot and Pierre Pepal, the latter of which was one of Quebec's busiest performers since the 1960s, although I think most of the performances he does now are in Florida for all the Quebecois snowbirds. And uh, World Invaders was one of the Canadian disco cuts from the 80s that didn't make the final edition of what became the BC Day Long Weekend Show, Exploding Head Movies, devoted to that national oddball genre. Canadian disco. There is such a thing. It is a distinct thing. And it's well worth hunting for. In the background here from Toronto, this is Anthin with Arctic Haze, and you can find this off the 2016 release, Black Carbon. And Athen is the alias of Bradley Sean Alexander Deschamps. He curates the Polar Seas label, and he's super prolific. Athen had uh, four releases in 2017, and he actually released uh, his debut album under his solo name, his proper name as a solo, so Bradley Deschamps. And there are five albums set for release this year, including one called Astrid, which came out already. Otherwise, hopefully you are enjoying your family today so far, and as you may have seen in the news, this will be the last time British Columbia celebrates this day out of tandem with everyone else, either in the country that does mark the day, or then President's Day. Since all that happens next week, will be finally joining North America in celebrating Saturday. Let's head over to Northern Ireland next, and Bicep is the duo of Belfastians or Belfasters. Uh, we'll figure out the name for that one day. Andy Ferguson and Matt Breyer. They've been active since 2009, primarily DJing, producing, remixing, and they had a few EPs to their name, but they only put out their debut album through Ninja Tune in 2017. And if you catch the video for this song, which came out a month or two ago, it's quite nostalgic for those of you in the rave scene since it looks over the fields and buildings where all those dance parties happened years, if not decades ago. So this will be Bicep with Glue.
you're a member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 with discounts on Commercial Drive at Audio Pile, High Life Records, Mintage, People's Co-op Bookstore, Stormcrow Tavern, The Rio Theater, JQ Clothing Limited, and Bone Rattle Music Limited.
New music from the American producer from Izo province or prefecture in Japan. That was Shiken Hanzo with a title track to his Jingasa EP for the Hojo clan label. Can't tell you too much about him otherwise. Those are all the facts presented to me. Wondrous, dark, Japanese techno. And behind me, this is Lee Rosevere from last year's Trappist One album. Recorded in tribute for the discovery of seven Earth-like planets within a very tight Goldilocks zone around something that we're calling Trappist One as the sun. This song is Planet E. So yeah, we're still keeping up the sci-fi angle here as we get towards Star Wars The Last Jedi. But since we do talk about films and their soundtracks, let's talk about some of the releases that are out this week. As new releases go, Stephen Argla provides a song album for Basmati Blues. And that's off of What Are Records. And that is the name of the label. What Are Records. Uh, the very controversial Peter Rabbit film that's out right now. In that Peter Rabbit, as a gentle soul, is now a jerk. And apparently... Allergies are something you can bully people with. Here's the score to Peter Rabbit, done by Dominic Lewis, and that's out through Columbia Records. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Ludwig Göransson provides the score to Black Panther, since we did hear something from the soundtrack album done by Kendrick Lamar. Otherwise, Harry Gregson-Williams and Tom Ho provide the music for Early Man, and that's out through Mercury Records. And uh, just in time for Valentine's, Evgeny and Sasha Galperin provide the music for Loveless, and that's out through Varessa Saraband. And that very label is also where Laurent Ekim's music from Nostalgia will be released too. Otherwise, Samson, based on the biblical story, music's done by Will Musser, and the song album's out through Dream Records. As re-releases go, there's a limited edition of three thousand units which tells me that this is on cd because otherwise you would actually say it's vinyl but hey cds are still valid somehow that's <laughs> the music i look for is only available there anyways buffy the vampire slayer collection music featuring six of the composers from the long-running series of the 90s and 2000s that's out through la la land records otherwise heiko Maile and christoph zingibel provide the music for luna I don't have a label for that. Now, before we get into our Oscar land stuff, there's two orders of business here. And first, we'll talk about uh, one of the longstanding theaters here in Vancouver. It's been fighting for survival, and I mentioned it last week, the Rio Theater. As updates go, the owners, spearheaded by Corinna Lee, uh, have an offer to purchase the building where the Rio Theater is at Broadway and Commercial. It's been accepted. But now they need 60 days to raise the funds for that. And hopefully that all pans out. So check out riotheater.ca. I know there's an article on the Global Mail today that talks about it, but it's been in the news of the Georgia Straits, Vancouver Sun, on TV, on radio. Everybody's talking about the Rio Theater. Let's hope it sticks around. As schedules go, Rio is currently screening uh, films from the Vancouver International Mountain Film Festival until Friday, February 16th. And later that night, the midnight movie is a 4K remaster of Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. 
Second point of order. The Cuban-born Canadian singer-songwriter based in Smithers, British Columbia, named by Alex Cuba. He plays Campbell River March 9th. He's got a Grammy-nominated album, 2017's Lo Unico Constante. And he does have new music due soon with his Mexican friend Mane de la Para. From La Unico Constante, this will be Alex Cuba, with El Dia de Hoy, which sets us up for the Dia de los Muertos of Coco. My name's Gak. This is Exploding Hit Movies, CITR, Vancouver. En el mundo de hoy que eres tú que yo soy te lo dejo pensar porque pierde valor el mirarnos y hablar quien se atreve a juzgar todo el bien, todo el mal quien me puede explicar esta gran ilusión que no tiene final Es el mar, es el sol, es el día de hoy, es volver a empezar y dejar que la noche, y dejar que la noche nos permita soñar. Todo tiene un lugar, todo vale al final. Nos impulse a volar Yo prefiero vivir Emociones sentir Con mi forma de ser Escribir en papel Al amor seducir Permita soñar
Have you ever used or wanted to use a community lending library, collective workshop, or bike co-op? Come out to Making Space, questioning power and privilege in makerspaces on Wednesday, November 29th in the Mount Pleasant Neighborhood House from 5 to 8 p.m. to examine how power and privilege shows up in makerspaces and explore strategies that support more inclusive and equitable initiatives. Go to diversityandmakerspaces.eventbrite.ca to register for this event, and there'll be free food. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Remember me, don't let it make you cry, for even if I'm far away, I hold you in my heart, I sing a secret song to you, each night we are apart, remember me, though I have to travel far, remember me, each time you hear a sad guitar, know that I'm with you, the only way that I can be, until you ring my arms again, remember me. Spoiler alert, something didn't go well there. Crashes around. That was Benjamin Bratt. Some of you may remember from Law and Order as one of the detectives. No, not Jerry Orbach. Benjamin Bratt. Otherwise, I think it's uh, Julia Roberts' husband. That was Remember Me. Otherwise performed as the character Ernesto de la Cruz. One of four versions you can find on the soundtrack to the recent animated film Coco. Remember Me was written by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, best known for their unstoppable music from the 2013 film Frozen. And they won an Oscar for their song, Frozen. Oh, that song wasn't Frozen. From Frozen, they won an Oscar for their song, Let It Go. 
you may or may not have heard of. We definitely played it a couple of times here on the show. At some point, I have to get my niece's version, too. Remember Me is the third of five songs nominated for Best Original Song. Last week, we heard This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, and then the week before, Mystery of Love from Call Me by Her Name. So we have two more to go, which is convenient schedule-wise, because we have two more weeks to go, thus two more shows before the Oscars itself. Coco is directed by Lee Unkrick and Adrian Molina. tells the story of a 12-year-old boy who, in the pursuit of music against his immediate family's wishes, ends up in the Mexican realm of the land of the dead where his ancestors reside. Out of the background, from Michael Giacchino's score to Coco, this is Dia de los Muertos Suite. Along with Best Original Song, Coco is up for Best Animated Picture. So in two categories for the 90th Academy Awards. We'll get to The Last Jedi soon, but we have one last act coming to town, which kind of fits in with some of the music we're playing here. Detours galore here. Gogo Bordello. Gypsy punk with members hailing from the Ukraine, Ecuador, Russia, and Ethiopia. They have two shows this weekend. The first being Sunday, February 18th at the Commodore, which is sold out with guests Lucky Chops. Doors at 8 show at 9, 19 and older. And then there's an all-ages show next Monday, February 19th at the Vogue. Don't know who the guests are. Could be the same. Doors 7.30, show 8.30. Tickets are still available through Ticketfly. Just shy of $40, but there are service charges. From their latest album, their seventh, called Seekers and Finders. This will be Gogo Bardello with Saboteur Blues. Otherwise, get your coins ready. We'll be heading to a space casino afterwards. My name's Gak. This is Exploding Head Movies, CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
Ladies and gentlemen, we have entered a soundstage at CITR Studio for a visit with the folks who are directing the exciting young star Dama, Dora, and guest Ben. The Real World. The Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show. We talk about events, actors, directors, and genres. We come up with most of the genres. And that's what makes it so jazzy. It's a lot of fun and games, except not that many games. <laughs> if you think you can handle all of this, tune in Fridays from 11 to 12 on CITR 101.9 FM. Shout out to Ed Norton! You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Will we do this? Hello? Hello? Boy, this is exciting. Expound and head
Somebody page Max Rebo. Apparently there is music using his music. As opposed to using his music. Off-world. Anyways, briefly citing Ari Barroso's famous Aquarela do Brasil. Popularized by the 1985 Terry Gilliam film, Brazil. We're John Williams there. With Canto Bites, referring to the casino planet set in Episode 8 of the Star Wars series, The Last Jedi. Part of our Oscar profile here on Exploding Head Movies. Out of curiosity, mostly my own, Aquarela do Brasil marks the first bit of non-Williams music to ever appear in uh, the classic Star Wars trilogy part. But I'll say, in other forms, uh, the first existing music that was used. So imagine aliens playing around with faux Brazilian music in a jazzy sense. And behind me, also from The Last Jedi, this is John Williams with an excerpt from Escape. Last Jedi, directed by Ryan Harian Johnson, best known for doing films like Brick and Looper. And uh, this marks our third part of our Oscar profile here. John Williams, we've profiled him many a time here on Exploding Head Movies, since he's always nominated for an Oscar usually every year. Otherwise, he's come up with many a famous movie score. Born in Floral Park, New York, 1932, studied music in L.A. in the early 50s, before getting drafted in the U.S. Air Force, where he played piano and bass, also arranging and conducting for the Air Force Band. Once he was done his service, he studied at Juilliard in 1955, became a jazz pianist, sometimes playing under the name of Johnny Williams, because there was an actor of the same name. Debut album 1957's The John Towner Touch. This is his full name. It's John Towner Williams. Moved back to L.A. before the 60s started, became a session musician, including working for Henry Mancini. So you can actually hear him play piano on the Peter Gunn theme from that TV series from 1959. Also on scores like M Squad and Mr. Lucky, but also worked on 1962's Days of Wine and Roses, 1963 charade before he did his debut score. 1967, 51 years ago for the Valley of the Dolls. Williams has won five Academy Awards during his career, most recently 1993's Schindler's List. And with The Last Jedi, John Williams has been nominated for an Oscar 51 times. 46 for film score and five for song. Still in second place to Walt Disney. Conveniently enough, now the owner of Lucasfilm. Walt Disney as a human, I think, only made it up to 59, so... Williams keeps plugging away. Under the pace where new Star Wars films are coming out. He'll catch up. So yeah, Williams came back for the eighth time with Star Wars The Last Jedi. And he did not participate in Rogue One. So the idea is with the standalone stories that have a different thematic elements there. Although they do use the odd theme from time to time. For Last Jedi, plenty of his old motifs and themes throughout the entire Star Wars series appear. Along with some new ones for characters like Rose Tico. Interactions like Rey and Luke Skywalker. Not so much for Poe Dameron or Leia Organa, but then again, they uh, butt heads a little bit there. But yeah. The Last Jedi falls in the wake of Force Awakens as uh, the Resistance fights off the First Order, parlaying how the Rebellion fought off the Empire. 
Everyone comes back, and everything picks up where it last left off with the Force Awakens, as Rey looks for the lost Jedi Master Luke Skywalker on the planet of Akto. Home to weird animals you can milk and tons of cute little porgs. CGI'd in to replace the puffins on the Irish island where everything was filmed there. But yeah, as we listen to elements from the score here for The Last Jedi, it doesn't introduce too many original themes, but it does a wild job remixing previous ones into new forms. And John Williams relied on a 101-piece orchestra, along with a 64-piece Los Angeles Master Chorale, for what they recorded as 184 minutes of music over 11 days. We'll probably get about 15 minutes of the music here. From his nominated score to Star Wars The Last Jedi, is John Williams with old friends.
So from his nominated score to Star Wars The Last Jedi, we heard John Williams there, along with a 101-piece orchestra and a 64-piece choir. Start off with old friends before a new alliance came along. Then a bit of a, like an elegaic march for uh, probably the standout track, The Spark. And then we closed with The Last Jedi itself. According to Variety, John Williams was so pleased with his work from The Last Jedi that he hopes for another release of the film without dialogue or sound effects, leaving purely his music in the foreground. Of course, fan reaction to Last Jedi has been kind of mixed because Rian Johnson and uh, took sort of a different direction than a lot of people are expecting, which I think was good. So, I mean, my impression of The Force Awakens was that it was like greatest hits of everything you liked about the original trilogy, but at a certain point you reach narrative dead ends. Rian Johnson elected to take some different routes along the way. And one of the key things that jumps out is how the Resistance makes various errors along the way and their ramifications. But the old guard itself is becoming muted as newer characters like Finn, Rey, Poe, Rose, BB-8 take to the forefront. Part of that is also due to the fact that uh, Carrie Fisher died a year, a little bit over a year ago. So she will not be able to come back as Leia Organa because uh, even though uh, the family had authorized the rights of her character to be used, similar to what we saw at the end of Rogue One, the director of Episode Nine, which is J.J. Abrams again, has opted not to, so curious to see things where, where things go, because The Force Awakens is kind of a ending for one person. Same story for The Last Jedi. Along with Best Score, Star Wars The Last Jedi is nominated in three other Academy Award categories. Best Sound Editing with Matthew Wood and Ren Kleiss. Best Sound Mixing, David Parker, Michael Shamanic, Ren Kleiss again, and Stuart Wilson. And then Best Visual Effects, Ben Morris, Mike Mulholland, Neil Scanlon, and Chris Corbold. We'll see Star Wars Episode Nine in December 2019, and John Williams is set again to work for that. But before then, we'll get the second standalone Star Wars film, about the early days of Han Solo. So Solo, a Star Wars story, should be coming out in May. Of course, there's a lot of controversy about the old directors and what the new directors are going to do. Otherwise, Johnson apparently is going to be working on a new trilogy tied to Star Wars, since we're going to have a lot more films going forward. As for Williams, he also did the score for Steven Spielberg's recent film, The Post. And uh, he's going to be working with Spielberg again for the kidnapping of Edgardo Mortara, and then part five of Indiana Jones in 2020. Anyways, that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and he will take you to midnight and beyond. So stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Family Day broadcast. Next week, Exploding Head Movies will do part four of our Oscar profiles. We'll listen to Carter Burwell's score from uh, another one of the favorite films of the Oscar season right now, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Of course, I could have made that part three, but no, we didn't. We'll then grab a song that's nominated for the Mudbound. Two weeks from now, we'll grab a redux of Hans Zimmer's music, along with Benjamin Walfish for Dunkirk, and then a song from Marshall, all leading up to the 90th Oscar ceremonies on Sunday, March 4th. So on the 5th, we'll talk about the winners. What we heard in the background, as I kept talking, was the Toronto Jazz Trio Audubon from their 2016 album of The Tree We Heard Airborne. 
And let's close with something that uh, I've been hoping to do for a while from the 1978 Star Wars holiday special, which is horrible for the record. Uh, this is Jefferson Starship with light, the sky on fire. Take care. Happy Family Day. And before I forget, Friday is Chinese Lunar New Year. Gong Hai Fat Choi. Time for the year of the dog. Now you're listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for the jazz show coming right up right now. <laughs>